0: Hi, hello, and welcome to Screaming Good Talk with me, your host, Callie Kennedy, and my co-host...
1: Me, Carlos Cerna.
0: I decided to start this podcast to explore the horror genre. I am not familiar with it. Carlos will be my... Essentially my guide, um... So thank you, Carlos, for helping me with this. Um, I really appreciate it. And any of our future guests that we have on this podcast, thank you. Um, I am really like a babe in the woods, lost. So yes, Um, thank you for listening to Screaming Good Talk. Um, I hope you enjoy this episode. On this episode of Screaming Good Talk, we will be discussing Scream 1996. Here is the spoiler warning for Scream and the Scream series. If you have not watched Scream or the Scream series, this just won't make any sense. Um, also, I guess, horror movie warning. It's a horror movie. Like, dead people and stuff, so... Stop if you don't want to hear anything about it. Thank you.
1: So I was I was reading the, the notes you sent me on the the name and like basically it's the same concept as the other one. But yes. it's more along the lines of a horror podcast.
0: Yeah. Where we mostly, our main th- topics are, like, films that fall into the horror genre, yeah. Uh,
1: and I think Screaming Good Talk is a very good choice. Um, well,
0: I thought it would be pretty relevant, since we have four movies out, and then the next one comes out the 14th, which yeah. should be. And it's it's kind of interesting them revisiting these older franchises instead of just making direct-to- DVD yeah, or whatever.
1: <laughs> direct like streaming. I, like, like, you know, in our other talk, we had talked about the Halloween thing, is where it became, you got rid of all the rest of the movies, <sighs> and just the direct sequel, you know. It's, it's a very interesting concept to do that.
0: You're, yeah, taking these kind of, I, I don't want to say screams that old, but I guess technically... We're getting getting up in years where the 90s were nearly 30 years ago. And I guess that qualifies it as
1: old. (laughs) It makes me feel some
0: kind of way.
1: (laughs) The the original stream is now 26 years old in 1996. Yeah. I was Um, four years old.
0: I was uh, not even... I was like a, a one year and six months old when scream came out um, and it because I believe it premiered December 20th 1996 and I was a like a year and six months old yeah and I the one that lives uh, that I guess is more prevalent to me or the one that I I guess was in like the zeitgeist of the time was the second one because I remember even being in kindergarten and people dressing as ghost face for Halloween I'm <laughs> just like so first of all when it was first of all we we're one. five and six years old why are you dressed as ghost face for Halloween I have questions
1: I, I remember growing up and I was never a huge horror buff until like until like ten years old, and then up. And so, I didn't care much for the horror thing. And so, it, you know, I see that I wasn't much afraid of a brave kid seeing that. <laughs> and then as I got older, I was like, you know, I started, you know, I was like, it's just like watching Scooby Doo. It's just a man in a mask. That's all it is.
0: Yes, I was. I th- we talked about this briefly in the, um, our episode we did for Blazing Comments. Um, which I had to go in and just redo the whole thing. I don't know how it switched my files around, but it did. Yeah, I don't
1: know how that happened either. I was like, I didn't need to tell Callie this. And I saw I got changed today and I was listening to myself. I was like, there's so many things I need to make sure I don't do on this time.
0: Yeah. Um, I am not a. I was not a horror movie viewer. I did do like as a younger person, I did watch true crime, which true crime and horror are kind of like-
1: They go hand sit, in hand.
0: They sit side by side, but there's a point where one of the lines are crossed, then you don't go back.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so I don't know why it took me so long to watch horror movies since I watched true crime. I remember watching CSI, the first season of CSI, which says a lot because considering <laughs> how old I was when Scream came out and then CSI,
1: yeah
0: dear god (laughs) 2022 will you please be nice to me (laughs) okay um hi i'm callie i i guess i am the producer and co-host of this podcast um our creator i guess i'm the creator of this podcast (laughs) interesting i wear lots of hats um when it comes to podcasting at this time (laughs) And uh, I don't know how. <laughs> uh, I'm in my mid to late twenties. Um, I'm a scaredy cat or a crybaby, trademark pending. And uh, I guess I'm an artist. I don't know if that's very good description, but <laughs>
1: that is.
0: <laughs> well, thank you for validating <laughs> my insanity. <laughs> And my co-host here, Carlos, will now introduce himself.
1: <laughs> Hi, I'm Carlos. I'm Cali's co-host here on Streaming Good Talk. I'm also a huge horror fanatic, and I'm also helping Cali get into horror, as we're both learning a lot of different movies, and taking our time to see, you know, take reviews and comments and still details that you, may have, not, you have, may have missed while watching, or something you may find interesting that you may want to look at. I am currently in my late twenties. I am a Navy veteran who served about two deployments, and I'm currently living back here in Texas with my family and working here in a small town of Beeville, Texas.
0: All right. Um, so, in our th- this is the inaugural episode of Screaming Good Talk. Um, we're going to be covering scream. So, I always like to start with kind of like. I, with my other podcast I start with icebreakers you know this but um some icebreaker questions of like what have you been watching lately what have you watched lately other than Scream
1: <laughs> uh has been I haven't really been watching a lot of movies I started watching little bits of Cobra Kai and uh I, I needed to start watching that because I like the soundtrack I like the, the 80s rock and everything else in it and then uh I, I started
0: keeping a log I have pages
1: That's how much I watch TV and movies. Hey, at least one of us is more organized than the other. I'm kind of going this with the, you know, on this one. I try. I used
0: to be able to be like, what did I watch? And then always left to me, with like, I'll send it to you later. And either I would remember or forget to email them later.
1: (laughs) So I was like, so I kept the email that you sent me the list of movies that we're looking at reviewing for this podcast. Yeah. And so, like, you know, the Scream series is a very good series. And then you have MTV, the TV series, which, honestly, to me, it didn't make sense. So if we want to go over it eventually, we'll go over it eventually. But I think eventually.
0: I I, I remember when it came on TV, I didn't have an interest in watching it because I was like, they have their own franchise. I don't.
1: Yeah. And then there's another series that was on Netflix at one point called Flaster. Mm. that kind of felt like kind of like they're trying to put it together with stream. Mm-hmm. but it wasn't stream. you know and so I think yeah. the Scream series as it is and you know especially with 1996 the original stream, um, especially being written by Wes Craven is one, probably one of my favorite horror legends you know it, it, it does good for the it, it keeps your attention
0: Yes. Um, I've been, just today, I've watched a few episodes of Katie Keene, and then I watched Sleeping with the Enemy, 1991, and then Scream, 1996.
1: Hey, at least you have to, to the movie. Uh, What
0: kind of snacks do you usually snack on when you're watching, like, Scream? I was eating some popcorn and some Chex Mix earlier.
1: Well... I'm not much of a sweet eater, but I can always go for those, those pin, the tin, you know the butter cookies there in the tin? Oh, yes.
0: Back. Yes. I have some by my chair where I crochet. <laughs> that, that,
1: that, that, that's the that's stuff that's that's hit that hits that are on the holidays.
0: Mm-hmm. Someone gave us them for Christmas and I was like, oh, no sewing materials in here? No sewing <laughs> notions? Cookies? These come with cookies in them?
1: You're kidding this, me. This, this newer generation would not understand. <laughs> well <laughs> it's, like your, it's like when you go to your Grandparent's house and they had that one dish Of the little strawberry candy
0: Yeah or like butterscotch and you're like Who's yeah. buying this <laughs> Who bought this Where'd it come from
1: What's funny is I love those I have a whole bag of them at work And I just I, if I need one I pop one in
0: I'm a gum chewer I chew Thanks. gum I chew the Mentos gum because um, when I was driving to classes at night, uh, there's something mechanical and makes my brain not go panic mode by chewing crunchy gum.
1: I don't know. Hey, whatever works, you know?
0: Yeah. Uh, this is just an off the wall that I don't know why I wrote it but I'm like that's kind of smart but also I don't drink alcohol so I don't know why I would ask this question <laughs> if you could create a cocktail to go with this film what would you call it and what would be in it
1: that, that is actually a hard one because you know they already have Bloody Mary
0: mm-hmm. you know
1: obviously this is a horror movie I can't really think of something unless you call it the, the scream and it's like you know
0: Maybe. Maybe something with a red simple syrup for like corn, you know, blood.
1: Yeah, you gotta add spice to it. like you gotta add something Maybe spice.
0: like a vodka soda with like a simple syrup that's pink or red on top of it.
1: And just put a little shot of Fireball on top of it.
0: Oh God, what is with everybody in Fireball?
1: <laughs> Listen, I'm not a huge fan of it, but I don't mind doing shots. <laughs>
0: my god, you're not the only person that's like I'll do shots of fireball and I'm like y'all are insane
1: why do you want to do shots
0: of this one of my friends one of my friends for her 21st birthday she's like let's do shots of fireball and I'm like you're insane
1: you're gonna get robbed at the bar (laughs) I had I went to a wedding reception and I just told a story a couple days ago which was funny I had 12 shots of fireball and you're alive, and I'm alive, and I watched the Taco Bell that day. That right after that, what <laughs> about cinnamon? Now, the thing about this is, is that if you drink, if you take a shot of Fireball and drink a shot of Pickle Juice, it cancels out. What? Yeah, if you take a shot of Pickle Juice after Fireball, Fireball's out.
0: That? What? How? What? Explain to me on molecular level, level how that works. Science. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I don't. Is it that's, because that's pickles common. are briny? Is it because it's vinegar? Is it because it has lots of sodium in it that it,
1: you know, soaks that's it up? Give you a science. That's about it. <laughs>
0: all right i guess we just won't have our answers i'll google it later next episode i'll tell everybody what it is um so we're going to talk about scream um from 1996 um we briefly talked about this beforehand but um how were you introduced to the film and what do you remember about it because you were also a small child when scream came
1: out so i obviously as as you just said i was my child growing up. You know, my mom was a very big horror movie, uh, a horror movie fanatic. Growing up, because obviously she grew up with all of the horror genres, like all the horror genre movies, the original slashers, like Halloween, Friday the Thirteenth, Texas Chainsaw Massacre was one of her scariest movies to her, and it's all because of a sliding metal door. And so, my mom brought me up. Later on, I, I didn't care for it as a, as a kid, but as I started to become like, you know, preteen, teenager, I started getting more into it. And now, as an adult, there's so many movies that come out now. Like, you know, I think Sinister was one of my favorite movies.
0: Oh, yeah. And then there's, what is it? Like last year, they kept advertising, what is it? Malignant?
1: i've heard of it i need to watch that
0: i think it i kept getting recommended to me and i was like why am i the target demographic for this there are a lot of things that there are a lot lot of there are a lot of shows and things that are targeted at me via like amazon or the any part of the internet and i'm like what in your algorithm did you find that made me your primary target for this information
1: it's like mine is like, well, I share Netflix and I share HBO. So I share, it'll show a bunch of different things, but I don't use it all the time. So I'm seeing everything that my girlfriend sees on here. I'm just like, all right, all right, all right, let's go to the horror movie.
0: Yes, um, HBO Max is like, we think you'd like Nightmare on Elm Street, and all of these movies. And I'm like, you're right, but I don't need to watch that right now. I have other things I have to watch.
1: With with now you mentioned, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street. You know, Wes
0: Craven. Exactly. Wes Craven. Yes, Wes Craven directed the 1996 classic Scream. Um, and let's see, I bought this. The Entertainment Weekly Ultimate Guide to Scream for work purposes. This is- see,
1: this you're, is you're better than I am. I watched the movie twice and there we go.
0: This is a work thing. We were at H-E-B and I was like, for work. My mom's like, okay.
1: That's right off.
0: Let's see, and I believe, Kevin Williamson wrote the screenplay for
1: Scream. um, So. I I think personally, with Wes Craven being the producer for this, it was a good choice because he is somebody that
0: he understands the genre, he understands what. Um, what is successful and what fails so being Uh -uh. able to bring that from his experience with Nightmare on Elm Street and apparently some I read in that thing about how Wes Craven started in the film industry in pornography and I was like this I guess you gotta do what you gotta do Listen. Listen. You gotta do what you gotta do. You gotta find a somewhere. Okay? You understand how people move. <laughs> I'll leave it at that. Because that—that's really important when blocking and stuff. And this film, really, the sec, upon my second viewing today, one thing I really noticed was that of the 90s, it had this weird thing with lighting. And so in 90s film, you have one of two things. You have very stark lighting or very warm-toned
1: lighting. You never know both dude. within the same film. And what's funny is I watched, like like you did too, I watched it twice. And, you know, I was sitting there watching the, the aesthetics of the whole movie. And it's like, you know, that mid-90s, high school kids you know, and I'm over here thinking, like, God, fashion is just so different now. That's why so many people are trying to bring back the 90s fashion now.
0: I feel like everyone brings back the aesthetic part, like the pretty parts, versus like the fashion of like Y2K in the 90s, really kind of was. Like, 90s was more, I don't want to say and be mean, like, frumpy, like, very baggy. You wore baggy clothes. It was a grungy style mix with with pop style. And then, like, like, with Y2K, everybody wants to do the bubblegum pop Y2K versus, like, we all wore, like, gray and
1: black. And I think, like, you know, like, you have the the fishnet sheer material shirts and everything else. And and you know it's very interesting for, for like how club music. It's also know,
0: interesting how the out. how people take the take those certain things and interpret them differently, obviously, as they've done with the Scream franchise.
1: And and what's funny is, obviously, the Scream franchise it evolved over time, with within its own universe.
0: Yeah, I like the first three movies. Um, I haven't finished the fourth one. Like, I haven't watched it all the way through. And I don't know about this new one. I feel like all the reviews that I'm seeing on, like, Twitter are, like, it's getting a lot of high praise. But I don't know. Sometimes things get hyped up, and they're just bad.
1: So, and this is coming from my mom, you know, the horror veteran in my family over here is that, she looked at it and she's like, they're coming back to the same house and you're acting like you did not learn a damn thing.
0: Well, my one argument with the original trilogy is like, how, do the, how, how does she keep surrounding herself with people that want to murder her? As we'll be right back after this break. Hi, hello, and welcome to Screaming Good Talk with me, your host, Callie Kennedy, and my co-host...
1: Me, Carlos Cerna.
0: I decided to start this podcast to explore the horror genre. I am not familiar with it. Carlos will be my... essentially my guide, um... So thank you, Carlos, for helping me with this. Um, I really appreciate it. And any of our future guests that we have on this podcast, thank you. Um, I am really like a babe in the woods, lost. So, yes. Um, Thank you for listening to Screaming Good Talk. Um, I hope you enjoyed this episode. On this episode of Screaming Good Talk, we will be discussing Scream 1996. Here is the spoiler warning for Scream and the Scream series. If you have not watched Scream or the Scream series, this won't make any sense. Um, Also, I guess, horror movie warning. It's a horror movie. Like, dead people and stuff, so stop if you don't want to hear anything about it thank you
1: so i was i was reading the the notes you sent me on the the name and like basically it's the same concept as the other one but it's more along the lines of a horror podcast
0: yeah where we That's mostly our main th- topics are like films that fall into the horror genre, yeah. Uh,
1: and I think *Screaming good talk is a very good choice. Um, well, I thought it would be
0: pretty relevant since we have four movies out and then the next one comes out the 14th, which yeah. should be. And it's, it's kind of interesting them revisiting these older franchises instead of just making direct to... DVD yeah, or whatever.
1: <laughs> direct like streaming. I, like, like, you know, in our other talk, we had talked about the Halloween thing is where it became, you got rid of all the rest of the movies <sighs> and the, the direct sequel, you know, it's, it's a very interesting concept to do that.
0: You're, yeah, taking these kind of, I, I don't want to say screams that old, but I guess technically
1: I we're getting, well, I we're getting up off. in
0: years where the 90s were nearly 30 years ago, so and I guess that now, qualifies it as old.
1: It's <laughs> makes it came me some
0: now. kind of way.
1: Is, I, the, the original stream is now 26 years old I'm in
0: 1996.
1: Yeah. I was four um, years
0: old. I was uh, not even... I was like a one year and six months old I when scream came out um, and it because I believe it premiered December 20th 1996 and I was a like a year and six months old yeah and I the one that lives uh, that I guess is more prevalent to me or the one that I I guess was in like the zeitgeist of the time was the second one because I remember even being in kindergarten and people dressing as ghost face for Halloween <laughs> just like so first, of all, when it was first of all first of all we are five and six years old why are you dressed as ghost face for Halloween I have questions
1: I, I remember growing up and I was never a huge horror buff until like until like ten years old, and then up. And so, I didn't care much for the horror thing. And so, it, you know, I see that I wasn't much of a brave kid seeing that. <laughs> and then as I got older, I was like, you know, I started, you know, I was like, it's just like watching Scooby Doo. It's just a man in a man. That's all it. Is.
0: Yes, I was. I th- we talked about this briefly in the, um, our episode we did for Blazing Comments. Um, which I had to go in and just redo the whole thing. I don't know how it switched my files around, but it
1: did. Yeah, I don't know how that happened either. I was like I didn't need to tell Callie this. And I saw how I got changed today, and I was listening to myself. I was like, "There's so many things I need to make sure I don't do on this time."
0: Yeah, um, I am not a. I was not a horror movie viewer. I did do like as a younger person, I did watch true crime, which true crime and horror are kind of like-
1: They go hand in hand.
0: They sit side by side, but there's a point where one of the lines are crossed, then you don't go back. Yeah. Um, So I don't know why it took me so long to watch horror movies since I watched true crime. I remember watching CSI, the first season of CSI, which says a lot because considering how old I was when Scream came out and then CSI, yeah dear god 2022 will you please be nice to me (laughs) okay um hi i'm callie i i guess i am the producer and co-host of this podcast um our creator i guess i'm the creator of this podcast (laughs) Interesting. I wear lots of hats um, when it comes to podcasting at this time, (laughs) and uh, I don't know how. I'm in my mid to late twenties. I'm a scaredy cat or a crybaby, trademark pending, and uh, I guess I'm an artist. I don't know if that's very good description, but (laughs) that is. (laughs) Well, thank you for validating. <laughs> my insanity. <laughs> <laughs> and my co-host here, Carlos, will now introduce himself.
1: <laughs> Hi, I'm Carlos. I'm Tali's co-host here on Screaming Good Talk. I'm also a new horror fanatic, and I'm also helping Tali get into horror, as we're both learning a lot of different movies, and taking our time to see, you know, take reviews, and comments and still details that you may have not you have, may have missed while watching it, or something you may find interesting that you may want to look at i am currently in my late 20s i am a navy veteran who served about two deployments and i'm currently living back here in texas with my family and working here in a small town of detail texas
0: all right um so in our th- this is the inaugural episode of screaming good talk um, we're going to be covering Scream, so I always like to start with kind of like, with my other podcast, I start with icebreakers, you know this, but um, some icebreaker questions of like, what have you been watching lately? What have you watched lately other than Scream?
1: <laughs> uh, a, I haven't really been watching a lot of movies. I started watching little bits of Cobra Kai and uh i, I needed to start watching that because i like the soundtrack of i like the the 80s rock and everything else in it and then uh i,
0: I started keeping a log
1: i have pages, I have pages. <laughs> that's how much i watch tv and movies hey at least one of us is more the other. i'm kind of going this with the you know I, on this one
0: i try i used to be able to be like what did i watch and then I always left to me with like I'll send it to you later, and either I would remember or forget to email them later.
1: So, I kept the email that you sent me the list of movies that we're looking at reviewing for this podcast. Yeah. And so, like, you know, the Scream series is a very good series. And then you have MTV, the TV series, which honestly to me, it didn't make sense. So, if we want to go over it eventually, we'll go over it eventually. But I think eventually. I,
0: I, I remember when it came on TV. I didn't have an interest in watching it because I was like, they have their own franchise. I don't.
1: And then there's another series that was on Netflix at one point called I felt mm-hmm. That kind of felt like, kind of like they're trying to put it together with Stream, mm-hmm. but it wasn't Stream, you know? And so I think yeah. the Stream series, as it is, and, you know, especially with 1996, the original Stream, um, Especially being written by Wes Craven, as well, probably one of my favorite horror legends. You know, it it, it does good for the it, it keeps your attention.
0: Yes, um, I've been just today. I've watched a few episodes of Katie Keen, and then I watched *Sleeping with the Enemy* (1991), and then
1: *Scream* (1996). At least you have the choices in movies.
0: Uh, what kind of snacks do you usually snack on when you're watching like Scream? I was eating some popcorn and some Chex Mix earlier.
1: Well, I'm not much of a sweet eater, but so I can always go for those, those, thin, the, you know, the butter cookies there in the pins. Oh, yes.
0: Are? Yes. I have some by my chair where I crochet. <laughs>
1: that, 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 that's a, that's what the stuff that hits around the holidays.
0: Mm-hmm. Someone gave us them for Christmas, and I was like, Oh, no sewing materials in here? No sewing
1: <laughs> notions?
0: Cookies? These come with cookies in them? You're kidding it's, me.
1: Uh, this newer generation would not understand. <laughs> well, <laughs> it, it's, you're not it's, like wrong. Your, it's like when you go to your grandparents' house and they had that one dish of the little strawberry candies.
0: Yeah, or like butterscotch, and you're like, Who's yeah. buying this? <laughs> Who bought this? Where'd it come from?
1: What's funny is I love those. I have a whole bag of them at work. And I just, if I need one, I pop one in.
0: I'm a gum chewer. I chew gum. I chew the Mentos gum because um, when I was driving to classes at night, uh, there's something mechanical. It makes my brain not go panic mode by chewing crunchy gum.
1: I don't know. <laughs> hey, whatever works, you know?
0: Yeah. Uh, this is just an off-the-wall that I don't know why I wrote it, but I'm like, that's kind of smart, but also I don't drink alcohol, so I don't know why I would ask this question. <laughs> if you could create a cocktail to go with this film, what would you call it and what would be in it?
1: That, that is actually a hard one because, you know, they already have Bloody Mary. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously this is a horror movie. I can't really think of something unless you call it the this- call it the scream and like, you
0: know, maybe. Maybe something with a red simple syrup for like corn, you know, blood. Yeah. You gotta add spice to it. Like, you gotta add something. Maybe spice. like a vodka soda with like a simple syrup that's pink or red on top of it.
1: And just put a little shot of Fireball on top
0: of it. Oh God, what is with everybody in Fireball?
1: <laughs> Listen, I'm not a huge fan of it, but I don't mind doing shots. <laughs>
0: my God, you're not the only person that's like, I'll do shots of fireball. And I'm like, y'all are insane.
1: So, so Why do you want to do now, shots
0: of this? One I'm of my friends,
1: you.
0: one of my friends for her 21st birthday, she's like, let's do shots of fireball. And I'm like,
1: you're insane. <laughs> you're going to get so robbed I, at the bar. <laughs> I had, I went to a wedding reception and I just told this story a couple days ago, which was funny. I had 12 shots of fireball.
0: And you're alive,
1: and I'm alive, and I watched the Taco Bell that day. That right after that, what's <laughs> a but lot now, of cinnamon? Now, the thing about this is, is that if you drink, if you take a shot of Fireball and drink a shot of Pickle Juice, it cancels out. What? Yeah, if you take a shot of Pickle Juice after Fireball, Fireball's out. That?
0: What? How? What? Explain to me on molecular level, level how that works. Science. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I don't. Is it that's, because that's pickles probably. are briny? Is it because it's vinegar? Is it because it has lots of sodium in it that it, you know, soaks that's, it up?
1: I mean. Give you a science. That's about it. <laughs>
0: all right i guess we just won't have our answers i'll google it later next episode i'll tell everybody what it is um so we're going to talk about scream um from 1996 um we briefly talked about this beforehand but um how were you introduced to the film and what do you remember about it because you were also a small child when scream came out
1: so i obviously as as you just said i was it's my child. Growing up, you know, my mom was a very big horror movie, uh, a horror movie fanatic. Growing up, because obviously she grew up with all of the horror genres, like all the horror genre movies, the original slashers, like Halloween, Friday the Thirteenth, Texas Chainsaw Massacre was one of her scariest movies to her, and it's all because of a sliding metal door. And so, my mom brought me up later on. I I didn't care for it as a as a kid, but as I started to become like, you know, preteen teenager, I started getting more into it. And now as an adult, there's so many movies that come out now, like, you know, I think Sinister was one of my favorite movies.
0: Oh yeah. And then there's what is it? Like last year they kept advertising what is it, malignant?
1: I've heard of it, I need to watch that.
0: I think it, it kept getting recommended to me and I was like, why am I the target demographic for this? There are a lot hey, of let's things let's that, there are a lot, lot of, ta- there are a lot of shows and things that are targeted at me via like Amazon or the any part of the internet and I'm like, what in your algorithm did you find that made me your primary target for this information?
1: It's like mine is like, well, I share Netflix and I share HBO. So I share, it'll show a bunch of different things, but I don't use it all the time. So I'm seeing everything that my girlfriend sees on here. I'm just like, all right, all right, all right, let's go to the horror movie.
0: Yes, um, HBO Max is like, we think you'd like Nightmare on Elm Street and all of these movies. And I'm like, you're right, but I don't need to watch that right now. I have other things I have to watch.
1: Now you mentioned, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street, you know. Wes
0: Craven. Wes Craven. Yes, Wes Craven directed the 1996 classic, Scream. Um, And let's see, I bought this. The Entertainment Weekly Ultimate Guide to Scream for work purposes.
1: You're not better than I am. I watch the movie twice, and there we go.
0: This is a work thing. We were at H-E-B, and I was like, for work. My mom's like, okay.
1: That's right off.
0: Let's see. And I believe... Kevin Williamson wrote the screenplay for Scream, Um, so... I
1: I think, personally, with Wes Craven being the producer for this, it was a good choice, because
0: he is a horror... He understands the genre. He understands what... Um, what is successful and what fails so being Uh -uh. able to bring that from his experience with Nightmare on Elm Street and apparently some I read in that thing about how Wes Craven started in the film industry in pornography and I was like this I guess you gotta do what you gotta do
1: listen listen you got to do what you got to do you, gotta find somewhere, okay. you
0: understand how people move <laughs> i'll leave it at that cuz that that's really important when blocking and stuff and this film really the sec, upon my second viewing today one thing i really noticed was that of the 90s, it had this weird thing with lighting. And so in 90s film, you have one of two things. You have very stark lighting or very warm-toned lighting.
1: you both that, within the same film. And what's funny is I watched, like, like you did too, I watched it twice. And, you know, I was sitting there watching the, the aesthetics of the whole movie. And it's like, you know, that mid-90s, high school kids, you know, and I'm over here thinking, like, God, fashion is just so different now. That's why so many people are trying to bring back the 90s fashion now.
0: I feel like everyone brings back the aesthetic part, like the pretty parts versus, like, the fashion of, like, Y2K in the 90s. Really kind of was like 90s was more I don't want to say and be mean like frumpy like very
1: baggy you wore baggy so clothes it was, it was a grungy style mix with, yeah. with pop style that that's, and then and like, like with y2k style.
0: everybody wants to do the p- bubblegum pop y2k versus like we all wore like gray and black but
1: actually, and I think like you know like you had the, the fishnet sheer material shirts and anything else and and you know it's very interesting for, for like house club music. It's also know?
0: interesting how the how people take the take those certain things and interpret them differently. Obviously, as they've done with the Scream franchise.
1: And, and what's funny is, obviously, the Scream franchise it evolved over time, with within its own universe.
0: Yeah, I like the first three movies. Um, i haven't finished the fourth one like i haven't watched all the way through and i don't know about this new one i feel like all the reviews that i'm seeing on like twitter are like it's getting a lot of high praise but i don't know sometimes things get hyped up and they're just bad
1: so i and this is coming from my mom you know the horror veteran in my family over here is that look at it and she's like they're coming back to the same house and you're acting like you did not learn a damn thing well
0: my one argument with the original trilogy is like how do the how how does she keep surrounding herself with people that want to murder her as we'll be right back after this break and we're back to continue this conversation. The ghost face. Why do they, why does why this keep happening? What is with these people that live near this town or near Sid, Sydney Prescott? Why are they, why are they like this? What, what, is there like something in the air? I don't know what's going on here. Is there some chemical in the water we don't know about where y'all just kind of go loopy and deranged?
1: It's like, it's like the rumor that they always had about, about people when I was growing up. Yeah. All in the water.
0: Probably. <laughs> um but you were introduced because your mom just likes horror movies. Did you did she watch Scream when it originally came out?
1: If I did, I don't remember. <laughs>
0: I obviously didn't like we were talking earlier I was about a year and six months old when Scream came out but I remember the what is it 1997 or 1998 release of
1: Scream 2 let me check I remember watching one of them at one point and then I watched House on a Hill so I put those together and had a whole nightmare one night
0: Scream 2 was released in 1997. So I was like in kindergarten in 1997 and there were far too many children dressed up as Ghostface. Um, A bit concerning.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I was still, this was when I was a kid, I was still living in Florida with my parents. uh, And so this was before, they came out with Scream before I moved to Puerto Rico. parents got stationed there and then you know when they split we went to texas and that's when my mom would be watching horror movies in the living room whatever and i'm like no what you watching and i'll sit there and i'll just be like oh you know just be like all right i like a suspense um
0: i was kind of hesitant to watch it initially at the beginning of let's see I, I guess I started watching horror movies in like 2018 2019 where I was like I'm just gonna watch them um, I was kind of hesitant and I don't necessarily know why I don't know what it was about me that was like I don't know if I want to watch scream because you know sometimes you come across them and you read the description and you see the reviews and you're like I don't think that's for me that's not for me
1: well yes, what's what funny is is that you know, I, I, as growing up, I like the suspense in these horror movies, and I think that's affected me mentally as an adult. Yeah. Because, and I'm, I'm not honestly, saying
0: I'm not being yeah as condescending, but I understand
1: where you're coming from. It, it's a it's a matter of you know, you know, you make choices, your decisions, your things that are going on in your life, and you're like, and you like the suspense from. It, you're like, I don't know how this is going to play out, but I'm going to watch it play out anyway to see where it goes.
0: And after I got over my hesitancy and watched Scream, I was like, this is a classic movie. This is a.
1: It's a very. It has a. a, It's a cult classic to
0: be. Yeah. It really has. It really has survived for so long because it is an exceptional film.
1: It really is. And it's a very. Just like, you know, the original Halloween. It had a very small kill count. It did yeah. not have a very large kill count. And uh, there was only seven bodies in this movie.
0: I didn't even count them. I, d- I didn't. I was <laughs> That wasn't my main concern. I was watching the, the second time I watched before we, di- we got on here. I was watching for... Um, to see if they left you any easter eggs because obviously when you get into the film when you first watch it you're like who's killing the teenagers and obviously after you've watched it several times you know who kills them uh, yeah. but, so i was going back and watching to see, see like did they because you know like when you first watch it and you don't know and then you watch it again and you're like okay are they looking at each other to be like shut up or like What's going on, man?
1: (laughs) And one thing that, you know, you do watch it and you start figuring it out, especially the the second time around, and you start listening to, like, their motives and everything else behind it. And then, obviously, with this movie, they brought in, you know, the top three rules for horror movies. And so, the, you know, genre introduced these three horror, horror movie rules on how to survive.
0: I you do know, like the meta ness of it because they're a horror. They they're in a horror movie, and they're using their knowledge from horror movies. Also, I love the character Randy.
1: And and what's funny is is that they're they're in their own horror movie. Yeah. And they're watching Halloween. They're watching the original Halloween when he introduces the rules of the horror. Movie.
0: Well, yeah, they even talk about a little bit earlier in the scene beforehand where they're talking about, oh, let's see, Terror Train, Halloween, Prom Night. Why are Jamie Lee Curtis in all these movies? And then he talks about Scream Queens.
1: Yeah, and it was the Final Girl thing. And
0: Final Girl, yeah. There was something I saw online recently about Sydney Proscott being probably one of the best Final Girls
1: because... You know, with, with Jamie Lee Curtis playing as Laurie, that's a big one. Yeah. And then, obviously, there was no Survivor, technically, for most of the Jason movies. Um,
0: well, the point that I think that is good about... I don't know how to explain it. But why I, I kind of agreed with this thought about Neve Campbell as... Um, Sydney Prescott being the best final girl is because she doesn't really rely on anyone else to take care of her. She kind of takes care of business when she is prompted to. Because Uh, every time she encounters Ghostface, she
1: fights with Ghostface. Yeah. And I think one thing that uh, I noticed during the end of the movie, obviously throughout the movie, she's scared. She's been through a lot in the past year leading up to this, obviously, to watch the movie. And you know, coming around to this, she's dealing with someone trying to kill her. And you're scared, you don't know where they're gonna come from, you don't know how it's gonna, you don't know who it is. And then when she reaches the end, you know, she has this, you know, the badass turnaround where she pops them in the head right in the forehead. Yeah. That's her awakening in a way to where she's not of what's gonna come.
0: I'm just <laughs> in the in the world of Scream. My one thing is, again, like we said earlier, why does this keep happening? Why do people keep thinking this would be a good idea? Be a good idea to dress up and murder people as Ghostface. Why is that your reasoning? I am very confused for you. There,
1: there's, there's like, it, it, from what I've seen, I've watched a lot of films, and I, I need to rewatch all of them there's just a it feels like there's a network of of controversy after the first movie that you start discovering
0: well it seems like every reason why somebody dresses up as Ghostface throughout the series is out of revenge and it's revenge against people
1: that are no longer alive mostly it's mostly people that are no longer alive or are not in their lives at the moment
0: yeah that's why it's weird in my mind but um what are some things you liked about this film or do you have a favorite quote? My favorite is from Stu toward the end when he says, uh what is it? Uh, my mom and dad are going to be so mad at me as he's
1: dying. I, I, just, I thought that was funny. And I was like, oh my God, this man's so concerned.
0: He's like, I'm so concerned about my mom and dad being mad at me, but uh, also I'm going to try to murder this chick
1: still. What the hell? I, th- I think my friend lied from the entire movie. And I was in the, it's in the same scene where he's like, I'm kind of feeling kind of woozy here. Yeah. And I'm like, this is hilarious. And now, the, the the part that I like about the movie is that is the suspense, and it's the as the scenes change, there's a noise to get your your attention in a way.
0: Yeah. That
1: throughout, f- throughout the movie, you notice different scenes will like when they're bringing the butts around, they're dropping her off at home. There's a noise there, and then there's a noise and a different scene. To grab your attention as a change.
0: Yes, um, I can't really. I don't really. I obviously don't remember a time before Scream, but um, I don't know really know what movies were doing in between that time of like the early '80s to the early '90s, where they were just kind of like the dying of the slasher genre. I personally don't know, but I feel like from watching them from the late 70s and early 80s and then watching, like, Scream, you get a really a rounded idea of how this slasher genre has developed, in my opinion.
1: what, what I, I believe whenever it came around to Scream, it, it started mixing that true crime serial killer type form yes. uh, to That's, it, I guess, in a way.
0: Yeah, I think that became... Um, yeah, like you see that in, like, I guess the crime thriller of Silence of the Lambs. Because if talked you look
1: about. back at the original Flashers, you know, Michael, Jason, Freddie, that's all supernatural stuff about them. Yeah. More than it's anything. Not, but then you do it to, you know, you turn around and turn into a guy behind a mask. You're adding a whole different version of the slasher series involving true crime, and it's more relatable to where there are normal serial killers in normal everyday life. and so you add that piece to it and you're looking around at people and suspects all day.
0: Yeah, I think the rise of true, true crime as a genre, I guess, within... Would, would true crime be within the horror genre or is it a separate genre of itself?
1: Uh, I believe they can bounce off of each other in a way. And
0: then again, with psychological th- thrillers, are those technically also horror movies, or is it a subcategory within horror?
1: I believe that's a subcategory. I believe psychological okay. horror would be a subcategory just because it's not necessarily horror, but it is like you know the like the typical horror movie. It's not gory. It's not you know supernatural. It's not something normal for a horror horror movie. But psychological horror would be more like a you know it's like a ghost haunting someone in a way where you're like you're that and it's your ways of dealing with guilt stress and it's not that personally you're dealing with in your own mind and it embodies itself
0: okay well I just was gonna I was gonna ask this later on because I was thinking about it earlier I was like would it be within the horror genre or is it a separate genre because uh, my most recommended things are usually psychological thrillers because I like to see how other people think
1: And Uh, and uh, it's kind of weird I like like to see like you know I watch podcasts about true crime and everything else and I always want to know motive I always want to know why they did it the way they did it you know, yeah,
0: as, and like Scream uh, gives uh, you like a motive, they give you a reason why Billy's character, and I guess kind of why Stu decide to masquerade around as Ghostface versus like your Halloween where Michael Myers is scary because he doesn't have a motive, he doesn't have a reason for killing,
1: he's just killing. Uh, it's it, it, one thing that is mentioned in Scream is that without a motive it's scarier yeah you give it a motive
0: Uh, but what else did you like about it before we move on to dislikes
1: it is it is a strong movie where it is um basically constructing itself around being a horror movie without knowing it's a horror movie yeah I'm trying to think because they introduced you know the rules to a horror movie and they introduced you know it's scary without a motive, but then it's less scary with a motive. And yeah. so there's these things that you add to it that you see where that universe comes from in a way.
0: Mm. Yeah. Um. I was watching something about Columbo. Out of left field here, but uh, it's we it was talking about like the Who Done It versus like this kind of TV show work like Columbo where it was like they show you everything that happens they show you who ki- is the killer is but then it is throughout the episode the investigator trying to figure it out I find that concept interesting because we kind of it's kind of who done it who done it but not who done it at the same time because yeah well see so scream you start out you don't realize they're two killers obviously you don't know they're two killers until the very end of the film <laughs> But I, I find that processing interesting.
1: It, it's interesting that the time, the timing is one thing that you got to notice in the, the movie, especially when he shows up at the house for the first time. Yeah. And there, there's that time difference there, you know, when Sydney enters the phone and goes inside and there, he's in the closet. And then when he leaves, and then Billy shows up at the window, there's that timing difference there. And yeah. you're like, um, what?
0: Yeah. So there had to be two killers because he climbed through her window at whatever
1: time. Yeah. And then he wasn't, he was taken to jail that night, obviously, but she yeah. still got a phone call.
0: Yeah. Um, what are your some of your dislikes in this film? I'm trying to think like overall I think it's a very good well-rounded film. Like there aren't really any like little threads for me to pick at.
1: There I really mean, if I movie. watched
0: it 57 times maybe but like you know. And so dislikes I
1: can't really think of any because it, like you said it's a very well-rounded movie and it's a very simple movie for a very in, it's, a, it's an introduction movie to a series. Yeah. And so, like, small body counts. The kills are good. And, well, the only one I can complain about is the principal because I didn't really care much for that one because I don't even know why he uh, got Yeah, him.
0: maybe that might be the only one that I'm like, I get it. He kind of, he's a hard ass. But I don't really understand why they might him why Other than, than to draw... Small. The only thing i can think of is that they premeditated it where they would be able to draw a crowd away from the home so they could start trying to kill sydney again that's the only thing i can think of but that would be like
1: working well, on a different sense. level so that does make sense because it did happen in the near the end of the movie where they're like oh we found the principal's body at the football field and they all leave
0: yeah and then billy shows up so yeah. obviously billy Fucking thrown him up like a scarecrow or whatever,
1: <laughs> or it's, whatever it's, they did. I don't remember. <laughs> they, 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 I know they hung up at, at, the, at the football field. I remember that. Yeah.
0: Um, my but my only thing is like they they would have to be because he got murdered like midday. Like they had like a half day of school yeah, and he got murdered.
1: Got, got, well, least he got killed.
0: Yeah. My he's over name. here with
1: the he's over here with the ghost mask that they had that he, he confiscated from these two kids earlier in the movie. And yeah. he, you know, he's trying to, you know, play around with everything else and you know, they start knocking at the door to mess with them, to get him to come out of the office. Mhm. You know, and they do that one thing where you're like, Oh, he has the closet open. Mhm. Well, the closet's closed when he comes back in there and you're just like, wait a second here
0: yeah that would be my only kind of like nitpicky thing my other nitpicky thing is just i don't know like skeet Ul- Ulrich's character billy his whole motivation it, 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 is that his way
1: too suspicious throughout the whole
0: movie yeah my mom was like that kid looks like he's on drugs <laughs> she's like you're he like, has to be on like pcp like... or something i'm like my god it, it that? makes
1: it way too obvious to where you suspect him the entire time, anyway.
0: Yeah, he's very suspicious the whole time. But then, but then and then,
1: it then does like, distract you from uh, his accomplice. It, yeah, it distracts you from the other one. You wouldn't ever
0: suspect him. Yeah. Uh, my whole thing is like his whole motive is like his dad was sleeping with Sydney's mom, and so his mom left. And I'm like, okay. So Abandoned else. Why aren't you mad at your dad? Why aren't you murdering him? Why are you trying to murder Sydney? I don't understand. The logical, the logical, like, you know, um, frame of thought is not used. So maybe
1: there is some substances being used. Who knows? So when he mentioned that, you know, he's taking revenge because his mom left. I'm like, do you have abandonment issues? Is that what this is? <laughs> you, you could just go to therapy.
0: <laughs> it was a
1: year, therapy. a year or so ago. Yeah. You know, where uh, Sydney's mom he murdered.
0: He and his friend yeah. brutally murdered Sydney's mother, and, and now you're deciding to mother. do it again. I don't. But then again, I guess I'm not a mass murderer. So,
1: I mean,' not know of how that works. Effective.
0: I can't. I don't know how that works.
1: <laughs> For my FBI agent who's going to listen to this, I am not thinking of anything. I don't know how crime
0: works. I barely oh. know how math works. Um,
1: I drive under the limit.
0: um, moving on, like kind of that, but like, I always have this question about remakes. I feel like. The technic- I don't feel like it's really a remake. I feel like it's an extension of the story with this new version we're going to get um, pretty soon. Just, but your thoughts on the remake or a remake if somebody decided in 20 years to do Scream again but different?
1: I, yeah, I, I, same thing with the original Halloween as I mentioned on that episode back on Blazing Commons is that you can't remake an original, and they it really needs to... You can do a sequel, you can continue the story, but there's some originals that you can't remake. I believe the character choices and the aesthetic and the overall I think it really...
0: I think it really captured um, a moment in time um, because you have like Neve Campbell, um, Drew Barrymore, Rose McGowan, all these actors of the 90s and they really encapsulated this film. And it just, it's like a little time machine, if you will, to look back and you can see something different, a different frame of thought.
1: I just want to know why her best friend has a bright red. Bright red
0: Volkswagen. Well, you know, I don't know. Okay, There's some like, things not explained just, in this
1: film. She's blonde and she has a red Volkswagen.
0: Well, she also gets ch- almost chopped in half with a garage door. That
1: so, That was, in all that was a pretty good kill. I about it,
0: I feel bad for um, Dewey because he's in the rest of the film franchise. David Arquette's character of Dewey. Yeah,
1: and, and I believe Courtney Cox. As Gail Weather's is also throughout the series as well. Yes,
0: she has also been in all four films and survived all four films.
1: Well, now, now the thing is, you have Matthew Lillard in this movie as a serial killer, and then he goes on to be Shaggy and Scooby-Doo, Yeah. Which is, you know obviously a mystery thing. Yeah. And so, so this he, plays if... as the character change of how he, he acts a lot of the same way how he moves. Hmm but there's a a lot of growth between
0: those two movies. I feel like a lot of his films filmed in the 90s kind of move in that similar way. I don't know. He doesn't really do a lot of, he doesn't have a lot of movement in 13 Ghosts, but like still the same kind of like Matthew Lillard thing. He's just a very good actor.
1: 13 Ghosts is a very great
0: movie. Yeah, that's a good film. Also get Tony Shalhoub, uh, Love Monk. And he he's the dad there's, on Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. I love Marvelous Mrs. Now, Maisel. Now, what's funny is that,
1: you know, 13, off, off track on this is that 13 Ghost has a very good soundtrack, just like um, Ghost Ship.
0: I've not seen Ghost Ship. Weird, can I just one minute before we get back to some of these questions? I got recommended the film Cat People from 1982 and uh i'm real tempted to go look up the the soundtrack because the set, the song i believe on the trailer for cat people is a david bowie song i don't know why but i feel possessed to do it
1: do it I, i'm not even arguing
0: that <laughs> i'll tell you how cat people is i'll eventually watch it
1: Please do.
0: I don't know. I get weird recommendations sometimes. I'm just like, really, why am I the target demographic
1: for this? There's a, there's a movie on our list that I saw, which is funny, because I saw it before I listened. um It's Someone Loves You or something like that. Is some kind of weird puppet thing.
0: Somebody, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The puppet. Yeah, I know what you're talking about.
1: And so I saw that on, on, on either Netflix. I think it's Netflix I saw or HBO Max. And I was like this just looks weird i don't know how i feel about this
0: hey yeah the killer puppet thing
1: <laughs> yeah if something loves you i'm like i forget what it is but this is really weird to look at. i know and, and, i know what
0: you're talking about because i've seen the trailers for it
1: and, and it's on your list that's the funny thing is that we have it is on the list watch.
0: we'll be right back after this break